Open your Bibles to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. My name is Tim Harris. I'm pastor at Woodburn Baptist Church. If you're joining us by video, God bless you. Welcome. We thank you for being a part of us. Uh, in the overflow today, God bless you guys. We always love you. Today is a special and a, in some ways bittersweet day in the overflow. This is James Weekly's last Sunday uh, in the overflow. Probably his last Sunday for a while at Woodburn Baptist Church. Uh, James Weekly gets married this coming weekend to Katie Ross. So next time you see him, he'll be back from his honeymoon. He'll be singing bass. Uh, and it's going to be wonderful to see James and Katie together. Uh, but today is the day we say goodbye to him and say thank you to him. All of you in this room, in the overflow room, let's hear for James Weekly. Thank you for serving, brother. We love you so much. James's mom and dad are, are with him this morning also in the overflow. Uh, Thomas and Laura, we love you. God bless you. Thank you for uh, loaning us your son. Uh, John chapter 5, verse 39 is, is, is where we'll be this morning. We're in the middle of a series entitled Living Word, talking literally about the doctrine of Scripture, what it means to read the Bible, what the Bible is. And we've said that the Bible is God's Word in human words, and, and that is what it is plainly. I've been really encouraging to read your Bible. I know some of you in the last week have, have tried to start a new habit of reading the Bible every day for at least 10 minutes a day. I know some of you are working on that, and God bless you in that. It's hard to start a new habit, and you will have to continue, continue to try to train yourself, but I promise you it is a healthy struggle, and the Bible is God's Word. It is not a dead book. It's a living book. Having said that, though, I just want to have you this morning briefly consider the question, is there a wrong wrong way to read it is it enough just to open it flop the book open in your lap and find a verse and read is it enough just to read or is there a wrong and a right way to read God's Word I want to bring your attention to, to two verses in John chapter 5 these are red letters so this is Jesus speaking Jesus is speaking to uh, religious champions here. He's speaking to people who know the Bible better than anybody else in the day. And this is what Jesus says uh, to these uh, Bible champions. In John chapter 5, verse 39, he says this. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. I'm going to read those two verses again. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me, yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Apparently, there's a wrong way to read it. Apparently, there is. Uh, we got some Alabama folks in the house. How many of you are from Alabama? Anybody from close to Dadeville? Anybody know Dadeville, Alabama? That's probably good. Anybody happen to know a man named Gable Taylor? He's 38 years old. Gable Taylor? Okay, I'm glad none of you know him because he's in jail. Uh, Gable Taylor is in jail a few years ago. Gable Taylor, who is the brother of a Baptist preacher down in Dadeville, Alabama. Gable Taylor got into an argument with a neighbor. Uh, the argument was over the Bible. And, and honestly, Gable began fighting with the man over which one of them probably knew the most Scripture. Okay, understand? Two men are now fighting over who knows the most Scripture. You know, so it starts out, Gable says, I know the Bible, backwards and forwards, cover to cover. It says in John 3, 16, God so loved the world. You understand how it happens? And the other guy says, well, yeah, well, the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. You, you see? And, and they start fighting back and forth about the Bible. You understand? 
until they reached the point where Gable Taylor, brother of a Baptist preacher, who knows the Bible better than anybody, grabbed a gun and shot the man in the face. Apparently, there's a wrong way to read it. You understand? Apparently, there is a wrong way to read it. Nothing against you Alabama people, by the way. In the scripture that we're reading here, these red letters, Jesus is in the middle of a long, a long red letter speech. He's talking to the religious leaders of his day. It's so hard for us to understand who the Pharisees were. It's hard for us to have any respect for them because we only know them from Scripture. But in their day, they had respect. You understand? Every time a hypocrite walks across the page of your Bible, you're trained to shout, hypocrite! You're trained to see them as the bad guys. But in their day, they weren't seen as the bad guys. These guys love the Bible. They loved the Bible. They were very faithful in reading it. They memorized entire sections of the Old Testament. They knew the Bible backwards and forwards. They could quote it. They could teach it. They could preach it. And they loved to defend and enforce it. They loved the Bible. They lived for the Bible. They said that the Bible represented their salvation. They believed it with all their hearts. Please understand that. What leads Jesus into this conversation with this religious goon squad, however, is a healing. Jesus came upon this pool. It's called the Pool of Bethesda. And when Jesus reached Bethesda that day, he saw all of these broken, all of these sick, crippled, lame, blind people. And it broke Jesus' heart. You understand that? He saw these people waiting for healing, and it broke his heart. So Jesus that day approaches a man who has been sick. He's been laying there on his bed for 38 years. 38 years bedfast, and Jesus says to the man, how long have you been here? And he says, 38 years, and Jesus says, do you want to be well? And the man says, more than anything. And so Jesus says, well, get up, take your bed and go home. Jesus can do that sort of thing. Get up. Do you want to be well? Get up. And Jesus heals him right on the spot with just his word. Just his word. Do you want to be well? Get up, take your bed and go home. So this man who in 38 years hasn't gotten off of the bed, this man in 38 years had never had legs that worked. All of a sudden, he stands up on legs that are strong. And he rolls up his mat and he makes his way home, skipping and leaping and praising God. He's healed after 38 years. Problem is, he goes leaping and skipping and praising God by these guys. And they don't like it one bit. Isn't that amazing? The religious people, the people who know the Bible backwards and forwards and frontwards and backwards, these are the guys who have no capacity to see the joy in this man's healing. They just can't see it. It's totally lost on them. All they can see is it's the Sabbath. You understand? They know the Bible better than anybody. And it's the Sabbath. And on the Sabbath, one of the rules is you can't work. Can't work on the Sabbath. And what's this man doing? This man who's now healed? This man who's leaping and hopping after 38 years? What's he doing? Carrying his bed. And carrying a bed on the Sabbath could probably be called work. So he's working. 
despite the fact that he's healed, despite the fact that he's praising God, they just want to know, why are you carrying a bed? He says, well, I was, I was sick, 38 years on, on this bed, and a man came up to me and said, take your bed and go home, and so that's what I'm doing. They said, who is this man? And the man pointed them to Jesus. And so these these Pharisees, these Bible believers, these Bible lovers, they come to Jesus now, and the Scripture says they begin to harass him. They're harassing Jesus. They somehow look at Jesus, and they feel like Jesus is, is teaching in a way contrary to the Bible that they love. Isn't that amazing? They look at Jesus, the living word. God's word made flesh. They look at Jesus and they think that he contradicts everything they believe in. Isn't that amazing? When healing and joy and setting a man free and taking up your bed and going home, when that begins to contradict everything you believe in, you got problems. You got problems. And Jesus knows exactly what their problem is. He puts his finger right on it in verse 39. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures do what? The scriptures point to me. The scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Which Jesus say? The scriptures point to me. Is there a wrong way to read scripture? Absolutely. It's not enough just to read it. Do you understand? A lot of people read it, but there is a wrong way to read it. I'm not saying you have to be smart enough to read it. I'm not saying you have to be some sort of Sunday school teacher or deacon or preacher to read it. I'm not saying anything like that. But there is a wrong way to read it. If you read the Bible and you somehow miss Jesus, you've read it wrong. If you read the Bible and the Bible doesn't point you to Jesus, you're reading it wrong. This is what Jesus says to the Pharisees. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. Now, it's a very fine line. And I know at this point you're thinking, well, don't they? Doesn't the Bible bring the message of eternal life? Isn't the whole subject of the Bible salvation, eternal life? And the answer is yes. The subject of the Bible is salvation from cover to cover. The, the subject is salvation and how we can have eternal life. Absolutely. But it's not the Bible that brings eternal life. It's not the words. It's not a magic book like that. It's Jesus that brings eternal life. The scriptures point past themselves. Jesus says the scriptures point to me. The scriptures point to me. So if in all of their reading and all of their memorizing and all of their preaching and teaching and defending and enforcing, if somehow the scriptures haven't pointed the Pharisees to Jesus, they're reading it wrong. So it's a simple question today. Are you reading it wrong? How would you know? Well, very simply, if in all of your reading of the Bible, it's never brought you to salvation, a, a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the living word, then, then you've been reading it wrong. You understand? You're reading it wrong. 
the purpose of Scripture is to make us wise unto salvation through Jesus. That's what Paul says. It's the purpose of Scripture. If in your reading you never reach that point where you come to Jesus, where you recognize that he's knocking on the door of your heart, If in the scriptures you never hear that speaking, living voice of Christ and it never brings you to him in such a way where you're willing to to, to turn over your life to him. If in your reading of scripture you never come to that place where you're ready to surrender to Jesus' authority as it comes to you through scripture. Never reaching that point where you read the scripture and and you begin to recognize your sin and your need for a savior. And then you read on in the scriptures and you realize that Jesus is that savior. And and you begin to turn over your life to, to Jesus the savior. If you've never read the Bible in such a way that it leads you to salvation through Jesus, then you're reading it wrong. Make no mistake, the Bible points to Jesus. The Bible points to salvation in Jesus. That's the subject. So be really careful when you listen to other people talk about the Bible, especially people in the world, especially supposedly smart people in the world. The smart people these days who will say that they've read all of the holy books of all of the major religions and they all basically teach the same thing. No, they don't. No, they don't. I have read the other books. I I have read the the Bhagavad Gita. I I, I have read the Quran. I've read these books. They don't teach the same thing. They don't. Because the Bible teaches salvation through Jesus. The, The Bible, the Christian scriptures, point to Jesus and salvation in him. None of the other holy books do that. They're not the same. They're not that, well, well, Brother Tim, the Bible teaches to to love your neighbor, and all of the other books say love their neighbor. They might do that. But the Bible's purpose is not simply to make you love your neighbor. It's to point you to salvation through Jesus. The Bible wasn't written to teach you to be a good person. Understand? God didn't, in the fullness of time, give us the Ten Commandments, although we have the Ten Commandments, and they're good. The Ten Commandments point to Jesus. You understand? World religions don't teach the same thing. All the holy books aren't the same because the Bible is God's living word and it points to Jesus. Anybody who reads it, but they're not led to salvation through Christ, they're not reading it correctly. There's a wrong way to read it. But even some of us who claim to know Jesus as our Savior, some of us have come to the wisdom of salvation through Scripture. And we as Christians continue to read the Bible. I would even offer to you that some of us can read it wrong too. Some of us can read it wrong true. But because the Bible, even for Christians, it continues to point us back to Jesus. And so your, your discipline, your, your regular routine of reading your Bible, it should be bringing you into a fuller, deeper relationship with Jesus. You understand? Every single day, reading the Bible is to experience Jesus. It's to be brought closer to him. It's to know him more fully. It's to love him more deeply. It's to learn the ways that he would have you to walk so that you can walk in obedience. If you're not reading the Bible in such a way that that it deepens your relationship with Jesus, you're reading it wrong. What are you doing? It points to Jesus. It always points to Jesus. And if you're not being pointed to Jesus, you're not reading it correctly. So, so, So do you understand? 
Let me put it just real plain for you. When you, when you want to read the Bible, understand it points to Jesus, and Jesus is living, and Jesus is speaking, and Jesus knows you, and, and he's with you. So understand, to read the Bible, this is not just to read dead words on a page. It's to encounter the living word, the, the speaking voice with authority behind the scriptures, and that voice is Jesus' voice. So when you read you, you sort of do two things at once. You, you pray and you read at the same time. You understand? You, you pray, read. You, you pray, read Scripture. So when you sit down to read your Bible, just begin by talking to Jesus and say, Jesus, I, I'm here at your word. Speak to me today. Open your word to me and open my heart to your word. Let me see what you want me to see. Let me hear what you want me to hear. Draw close to me now. Speak to me in your word. Talk to Jesus. It, it's, it's his word. Talk to him. Draw near to him. Listen for his speaking voice. And, and when you hear his voice, you respond. You respond with thanksgiving. You, you respond with obedience. Whatever the Bible says, whatever Jesus says, you change your life to, in order to be in line with his holiness. You read the Bible in such a way to deepen your relationship with Christ. The scriptures point to him. If you're reading the Bible isn't deepening your relationship with Christ, you might be reading it wrong. I would go so far as to say, if, if you're reading the Bible and it's not making you more like Christ, you're probably reading it wrong. But because to read his word is to encounter him, it's to be pointed to him on every page with every word. You spend time in God's word. It's spending time before Christ and it's yielding to him. And you will begin to reflect his holiness. The Bible is one of the most important tools God uses to make you holy as he is holy. Do you understand? When you obey. So when you read the Bible, you begin to be transformed. It's not about information. It's about transformation. Change to be more and more like him in his holiness. Change to be more and more like him in his grace. Change to be more and more like him in all of the fruit of the Spirit. Do you understand? You read the Bible, you don't necessarily get smarter. You just get more like Christ if you're doing it correctly. Jesus says, you study the scriptures, but, but you need to be studying me. Remember... One of those little stories after Easter where there were two disciples walking on the road to Emmaus. Do you remember that story? And they were so discouraged because they had, they had heard the story about the empty tomb. They knew that Jesus' body was, was gone. Some people were saying he was raised, but they were so confused. They were so confused and honestly so disheartened. So literally, they're just walking home. They've just packed it in. They're, they're walking home, and they're going from Jerusalem to Emmaus that afternoon. And as they walk, Jesus comes along beside them. Do you remember the story? And they don't recognize him at first. That They're kept from recognizing him. They're walking with Jesus, and they don't even know it for a while. But as they walk along, Jesus says, why are you so downcast? Well, why are you so discouraged? And they say, don't you know? Haven't you heard? And they start telling him the sad story about Jesus. Jesus says, let me tell you the rest of the story. 
And the scriptures say that, that Jesus, and at that point, as they walked along, Jesus began explaining the scriptures to them. Do you understand? Jesus began explaining the scriptures, and everything that the scriptures say about him, he began explaining to them. They got to, they got to hear the Bible from Jesus. You know the story. They got back to the house. They got ready for supper. Jesus himself took the bread and broke it. In that moment, he vanished from their sight. Vanished. And then what did they say? That They knew then it was Jesus. And then they said, didn't our hearts burn when he explained to us the scriptures? Didn't our hearts burn within us when he took us through the scriptures? When's the last time you heard the Bible read or opened the Bible for yourself and, and your heart burned within you? When's the last time you, you, you felt its power, you acknowledged its authority, it really began to, to read you? When's the last time you opened the Bible and, and had that holy heart burn? If you never experienced that, my hunch is you're reading it wrong. And maybe the best way for you to learn to read the Bible is to start reading the Bible with Jesus. Read it with Jesus. Pray to him. Acknowledge that he's alive. Acknowledge that he speaks. Acknowledge that, that this is his, his word and his authority. Start reading the Bible with Jesus and let Jesus read the Bible to you. See if it doesn't begin to move in your heart. Pray with me. Oh, Jesus, it's your word. It's your word with authority to command our lives, Lord. It's your word. It's, it's your speaking voice that, that comes to us from the pages of Scripture, Lord. Every single page points to you, O Christ. Lord, somehow some of us manage to teach it and preach it and read it and memorize it and quote it and defend it. And, and yet it never seems to begin to burn and transform in our hearts. Lord Jesus, if we're reading it wrong, it's because we're reading it without you, O Christ. We're not looking to you. We're somehow reading it and, and missing the point, which is you, Jesus. So Jesus, bring us back to you. Bring us back to the Bible. Bring us back, Lord, to that, that, that holy heartburn that, that happens when you read the Bible to us. And you begin to explain and, and be our teacher, Lord, I, I pray. That, Lord, those of us in this house who love your word and who love you, Lord, that we would learn to come to the pages of your word and find you there, Jesus. In the pages of the Bible, Jesus, to read and find you. We ask these things in your precious name.